Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, bring in the funk. That's right. Bring in that that bass when the eye couple comes in the room. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. And if you like using debit over credit, you should get rewarded. I love it. I, I only use debit. I can't think of the last time I used a credit card. Years. It's just, man, rack up debt, be a slave to somebody. Nah, use that debit card like cash. Well, now you can get rewarded with cash back debit by Discover. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases. No fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cash back debit. Discover Bank member FDIC, hour number three of a three-hour show here with the Odd Couple. And, Rob, we talked earlier about the uh, – one quarterback in the Super Bowl, the the Ballyhooed, and rightfully so, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but now let's talk about the other quarterback, Brock Purdy, also called Mr. Irrelevant as the last pick in the draft. You know I played against a Mr. Irrelevant? Did you know that? No, who's that? Who's that? Larry Wonky. He was a... Uh, he Wait went, a minute, didn't he, he own to, the chocolate factory? Oh, that's a lot. Uh, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> no, he played at Pitt. But I, he actually went to the same high school as, as Rich Paul. That's Willie Walker, in right? Cleveland. Oh, but we played them in high school. He was a great quarterback, obviously went to Pitt. And he was um, Mr. Irrelevant, huh? He became Mr. Irrelevant. And he he they beat us twice. They beat us in the regular season, and then we played them in the state playoffs, and they beat us. He, he was awesome in high school, I mean, of course, you know. But, yeah, um, so Mr. Relevance can play. I'm just letting y'all know they can play. Uh, but, anyway, Brock Purdy, um, despite having tremendous numbers, some of the best numbers in the NFL this year, uh, he is viewed by many and, and called a game manager – and he was asked if he takes that as, a, as an insult. Here's what he said. I feel like it's it can be a compliment at, at, at times where it's like, all right, you got a guy that can come in and, and run the system well. Um, I feel like that's a compliment. I think that's, you know, you're doing things right mentally and, and obviously you're good enough to be able to hit guys that are open and make plays. Um, you know, there's 32 teams in the NFL and there's not a lot of people that can come in and, and play the quarterback position well in the NFL. It's a hard, it's a hard job, so... Um, if you're saying that I'm a game manager and I, I don't look flashy in how I do it, I mean, that's your opinion and that's okay. And at the end of the day, I want to do what it takes to help my team win. And so I think winning at the end of the day in the NFL is probably the biggest and most important thing. Yeah, I mean, I think, Rob, when people call him a game manager, they mean it as an insult. Uh, it might, it's not a, the worst insult, like a dude can't play or he's garbage, right? But they mean, you know, you're in a good system or a great system and you're able to thrive or not thrive. You're able to play well in that system. To me, what differentiates Purdy and look, he's only in his second year. He's in his first year as a starter. All right. He's only there's only the only two other quarterbacks, Rob, to reach the Super Bowl in their first full season as a starter was Kurt Warner, who also who was be below a Mr. Irrelevant. He wasn't even drafted. And Tom Brady, who was drafted in the sixth round. So um, there's that. But the thing that differentiates Purdy, I mean, look, I, you can argue that last week or two weeks ago, again, in the comeback against Detroit, where he made some spectacular plays. He ran the football well. Uh, he made when they needed a play. When they needed right. a play. When they yeah. needed a play, he made it. And and even the week before, uh, when they came back against Green Bay, he made some great throws. On that last drive, he was six for seven. The one miss was a drop by George Kittle. And he made some big throws. So he has done some things off schedule, some things, you know, that he's made happen just by himself out of the you know, sit out of the confines of the offense. But I think beyond that, Rob, what to me, and, and he, he's still early. We'll see what he ends up becoming. But I think at this point, Rob, what differentiates him from most quote-unquote game managers is that his numbers are really nice. Like, he, Rob, check this out. I look, there, there are 13 quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl that, will not be going to the Hall of Fame. And two of them I'm going to take out, Russell Wilson, because, I mean, he might. He, he has, I guess, an outside chance. And Matthew Stafford, who has less of a chance, but I guess it's possible. And, Rob, those two were viewed as stars to some degree. Take them out, 
And then you've got a bunch of game managers. You got Joe Theismann, who had a really nice year or two toward the end of his career. Most of his um, great years were in the CFL, right? Joe Theismann. Yeah, well, Theismann, I mean, he most of his NFL career was, you know, kind of managing the game. And then late, you know, he became got a guy that put up bigger numbers. But, you know, Brad Johnson and Joe Flacco, you know, guys that weren't stars, Trent Dilfer, uh, guys like that. Even Doug Williams, who was great in the Super Bowl that year, but you know, the the not the fantastic. That's a, that's a legendary uh, performance. Performance, there. That, absolute yeah, performance. Um, but of all those eleven guys, Rob, that aren't going to the Hall of Fame that won Super Bowls as quarterbacks, none of them ever threw for thirty touchdowns. None of them. And Brock Purdy this year threw for thirty-one touchdowns. And he only did it in 16 games because he didn't play, you know, the one game at the end of the season. Is that the style of the NFL that factors no, in at all? Or I, no, no, because I'm going to show you why. Okay. Because Brock Purdy, unlike most quarterbacks, Brock Purdy only threw it 444 times. He actually passed the ball less than Lamar Jackson. So his he didn't throw it much more than the quarterbacks of yesteryear. A lot of them threw 400 times a year. And so he just led the NFL in touchdown percentage with 7%. So a higher percentage of his passes were touchdowns. So my point is most game managers put up pedestrian numbers. That's why we refer to them as game managers. And so that's what, to me right now, Rob, differentiates him from that. And, well, you know, he's still young. This will be huge, Rob. If he wins this Super Bowl, you know, I don't know how you're going to hate on him, you know, after that. But not you, but, you know, people in general. Um, But, yeah, I think his numbers right now defy those of a game manager. How how about there's some people, Chris, who say that this year, because it was a different year for Patrick Mahomes, that he was more of a game manager yep. this year than ever before. I think Rob G, have you got some numbers or something? Yeah, Henry McKenna. I agree. He was been yeah. he's been a friend of the show. He's been on at least twice now. Published a, a piece for foxsports.com that came out early this morning. That in two key categories specifically. Checkdowns and big time throws. That if if you're comparing Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is actually the one you would consider to be the game manager because this is Fox Sports. FoxSports.com. Yes. Okay. So in passes to the tight end and the running backs, which is generally considered to be a check down in the NFL because you're dumping it over the middle, you're dumping it off in the flat, stuff like that. Brock Purdy completed 151 passes to his running backs and tight ends. And that's including having Christian McCaffrey, who may be the best player in football, period, and George Kittle. Patrick Mahomes recorded 210, by far mm. the most of any quarterback in football. Check the, most, downs. the most check downs in the NFL. Here's the other one. Pro Football Focus, they have a category that they, that they classify as big-time throws, which means you threw it on time, on target, usually pushing the ball down the field and into a tighter window. So, like, we saw him do that. In the playoffs, Brock Purdy with the Brandon Ayuk pass on third down where he, third and five, he hits it right over the linebacker into his hand. First down leads to the game-winning uh, touchdown by McCaffrey. Patrick Mahomes had 25 big-time throws, which is 12, which is a good number, you know, because not a lot of guys get this many opportunities right. to really show out like that unless you're going to throw a pick. Brock Purdy 
had 27 big-time throws. So in terms of making the tight window down the field, got to yeah. have it throws, and avoiding the check down, Brock Purdy, not Patrick Mahomes, is the guy. So maybe maybe Brock Purdy's the GOAT, no? <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, 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 in all seriousness, Mahomes has been more of a game manager this year. Now, the difference, of course, is we already know Mahomes can be spectacular, right? So that that's the thing. It's like when Michael Jordan, you know, later in his career, I don't mean when he was with Washington, but I mean maybe like his second go-round with the Bulls. He wasn't dunking as much, as much. You know, he still would, of course. But he was playing in the post, hitting the fadeaway, killing you in, with the mid-range jump shots. Whereas early in his career, Rob, you know this, there were articles written about, man, is this dude going to survive? Because right. he's driving and dunking on everybody and getting fouled all but, the time, but I, right? But I Hitting wanna, the floor. I, I and so say I, I just think that that's uh, – I think this has been good for Mahomes. Now, I don't want to see him playing like this the rest of his career. I want to see the old Mahomes, and I think if they get some better receivers, we will. But, but for this year, that is that is how he's played more like that. But, but I'll say this. When they bring up game manager, it's a diss to Brock Purdy. It ain't a compliment. He can oh, paint I, it. I, I just what, started that. Yeah, yeah, he can paint it whatever way he wants and all this other stuff. It's just a diss. And that that's what it is because people still – and again – He's in the Super Bowl. If he has a, a bad day at the office, it'll be, see, I told you he can't win, whatever. Yep. He's met, that's what's, that'll be the narrative, Chris. It, plain and simple. No, I, I agree. I, I think the pressure. No way. Yeah. He doesn't have to win. There's obviously no shame in losing to Mahomes and the Chiefs. He doesn't even have to play great. But, Rob, I, I do think he can't be horrible. Like he if can't he goes be out like there and plays like, play like the Ravens. Baltimore, right? Oh yeah. Right. No, it, he will get crucified. He will get um, crucified if he throws four picks in the Super Bowl and is that yeah, bad. Yeah, he, he they will, will be like, oh no, he can't. We had this team. We got to the yep. Super Bowl again and again. We don't have a quarterback. That that'll be yep. the conversation. Yeah, he will. He will get criticized, no doubt about it. Um, well, if, so he's, guys, if he's okay and they lose, I, I think he'll be fine. So here's a question for both of you guys, because Brock Purdy, even though he's labeled as a game manager, since he started, which is what now, a year and a half, he he's played good football, right? It's Absolutely. just that because of where he was drafted, because of what he looks like, because of his size. Yeah. He, he, so here's my question, though. He can't seem to shake the moniker. On the flip side, Patrick Mahomes, who came in with all the no-look pass and the sizzle and all that, he said even after the Ravens game, Talking about his defense. When they're playing like that, I have to kind of manage my game. Something I learned. Even if we're not having the test I want to have, if the defense is rolling, getting stops, take the safe choice, get the ball out, don't turn it over. So when he says it, he's like, I'm embracing it, and nobody will ever think but, twice but about Rob calling G, him a game manager. That's because he's shown us he can be more. But has it's it, like bra- it Purdy shown that, though? No. No, not not at the not, not at not the level, right? It would be like Steph Curry, like after they won their say their first championship, or even let's say before, after they won their first ring, and then Durant joins the team. Let's say Steph goes to averaging nineteen points a game and eleven assists. Now he would be more like, and and he said, "Hey, we got KD. Clay obviously can do it." 
I'm just managing the offense, just running the offense. He might maybe he was the third leading scorer. No one would say, "Oh, Steph can't," you know, because he did it already. A game. We, we already right. saw. He's shown right. you he can do it. He's just doing it because it's what's best for the team. And that's what I think. Brock that's Purdy the difference. Is. I, I yeah. do agree with you, Rob G. That Rob that Purdy's getting a bad rap. But but I, but I think I'm Rob had missed that too. He's getting a yeah. bad rap. But but, but the know, only difference it, it comes is, with the territory. It, and this is the only reason why I push back when we talk about Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner had the size, the arm strength. Do you know what I mean? Like, like people looked at him. He threw fifty touchdowns right off the bat. Yeah. Right off the bat. Nobody was going like, "Oh, look at that he little was, guy." He was an inch taller than Purdy. Yeah, but but, but what are you but, talking about? No, but people didn't look at him. <laughs> he the had same. the arm strength, but he people didn't have the size. People didn't look at him the same way where they look at this guy and go, well, his arm's not that strong. Rob, he was he, a grown man. He was 28 years old when he entered the no, you know, I, when he, I, I, that year, that first but Chris, year. He, he was won 28. The MVP, but he won the MVP. Where, do you see what I'm saying? Okay, Purdy so was this, in the Purdy's if, in the top five. If, if, this won the, if this was Brock Purdy's rookie season, then is the discourse different? So you're saying that they're holding the last season, the first six games, where he's throwing for like 150 yards, like he's right. just managing the game. Like he so was, even though he, this year he has Kurt it, Warner came out and like right. here's fire the difference. Storm. Right. Here's was, the was difference. Like oh my god, like like it was it was that. Now here's the difference. It's not size because they're essentially the same size. It is that the Rams were bad the year before Kurt Warner took over. They were four and twelve. His first season as a starter, they're thirteen and three and win the Super Bowl. That's what it was. So if the Niners had been bad, I do think that would change the narrative too on Purdy. But also, Rob, Kurt Warner was 28 years old. Like, Purdy is a legitimate second-year player. Warner couldn't get in the league. He was an arena league player. Yeah, but I'm saying he came out of nowhere, but he threw 50 touchdowns. He won the MVP. Okay. Where you getting your facts from, man? And 41. Like, it ain't no difference. There's a difference. Yeah, 41 touchdowns your rookie year out of nowhere when you're playing in arena football. I'm sorry. I, I it's said still 50. different than 50. And That's he won all I'm the saying. MVP, but nobody held it against him and said, oh, we can't vote for him for MVP because he came out of nowhere. He wasn't even drafted. Rob, that's all Purdy, I'm saying. Purdy is in the top. He's one of the five that's going to be invited. He ain't winning no MVP. No, but just being in the in the conversation. And part of it, too, is that his supporting cast is more touted than Kurt Warner's was, too. So those are some of the factors. You, you just want to go all black and white and leave out the nuance. Black and it's white is nuance, good. about nuance, my man. Unless you're yeah, cold Yeah, but it's at. about nuance. That Rams huh? offense is going to have five Hall of Famers on it. From his yeah, I know. Season. He had no talent on there. Okay. No, no. It was, but a lot of people didn't know about it. At that the Rams time. were good. You they knew about Marshall Falk, but but Tory holding these guys, they they didn't know as much about them. All right, uh, it is the odd couple, Chris and Rob. Is it an insult to call Brock Purdy a game manager? Your thoughts next. Odd couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental wealth podcast. And every week we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. We've all been through some sort of adversity to get to the top. We've all used different tools 
Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, it's the iCouple Worship Wednesday. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Our Super Week coverage is presented by GoodRanchers.com. Take the mystery out of the meat aisle with GoodRanchers.com. Enjoy 100% American steakhouse quality meat and seafood delivered straight to your door. Support local farms and enjoy $20 off plus free shipping with code America. GoodRanchers.com. American meat delivered 877-99 on Fox quickly. Uh, Brock Purdy, game manager or more than that? Your thoughts? All right, let's kick it off with Charlie in Washington. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Charlie? Hey, 
guys. I love your show, man. It's been a minute. Uh, Thank you. Probably don't remember Thank me, you, Rob. You still owe me some wings, though. By the way, but I All love right. hearing Rob saying Charlie from Washington. Uh, anyway, <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I do wonder about the whole, uh, you know, game manager. Uh, it, it, do you think it maybe comes from where they were drafted? If you remember way back in the day, and I'm not saying Brock Purdy is Tom Brady, but he was called a game manager for his first, you know, year and a half in the, in the league because he wasn't putting up big numbers. But, uh, dude, no matter where they're they're picked in the draft, I mean, the dude's playing. He's a baller. Yeah. Yeah, no, no I doubt. get it, Charlie, but everybody's not on board. We've had guys, you know, as, as former NFL players and people who watch and scout. And do, they're people who just aren't all the way in yet, and they still are not convinced. On paper, just looking at them, Chris, the numbers, I don't know what you would need else to be convinced, but there are some who are still skeptical. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, I think, Rob, like we said, the place he was drafted, which obviously is last, and they were good before he took over. Right. That, so, now, that works against him. I agree with that. Yeah, Cam yeah. in Atlanta. I thought Cam was here. You're on the odd couple. Fox Sports Radio. What up, Cam? No, it's actually Chili Tim. Tim. Chili Tim. Tim. What up, brother? Bo, what, what, what are you sending me on this fake list, Bo? What are you giving me? <laughs> All right. Chili Tim in Atlanta. What's up, Noob? What up, Noob? How you doing, man? Good. Hey, hey, Rob, I know you're in Sin City, but it is worship Wednesday, so let's take a night off, okay? Take a night off? Yeah. All right, Tim. You going to take a night off? You know what? got a request, Rob. I know, Tim. Can I have alcohol tonight or no alcohol? In moderation. Neither. Neither. Moderation. Oh, he's in neither. All right. And I won't touch anybody with uh, an open hand. It'll be a back of a hand. Is that cool? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got him halfway there, uh, Tim. You got him halfway there. <laughs> you know, I'm a resident 49ers fan, but I'm not a homer. So when I say this, I'm not being a homer for Brock Purdy. Um, you know, they started out with the the system quarterback, and I hate to hear that too because what quarterback does not need a system designed around him to be successful? I mean, they brought in – uh, uh, Greg Roman for Lamar Jackson. Then they brought in Todd Merkin, and they do that for everyone. They bring in no, all the coordinators, the coaches to fit the quarterbacks. You know what they do best, and so they play within a system. And I think, you know, they say, well, it's Mike Shanahan's, uh, I mean Kyle Shanahan's system, but that's what you want. You want a quarterback. I mean, Justin Fields would love to have somebody that would fit his system. So. Uh, I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's kind of like an insult to him to call him that because he's doing what is required to play in that system. You might could bring uh, another uh, quarterback, first round, second round draft pick in there, and maybe they can't play in that system. And it doesn't mean they're not a good quarterback. It's just it's not designed to go what you know their best attributes are. So I think let's give the guy a break. And as a 49er fan, even if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, as long as he doesn't. Uh, play like he did, like you said, against Baltimore. Because I'm not going to lie, against Baltimore, I was ready to choke him out, you know. Oh, yeah. I know fans were sick after that performance. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. All right. It's the Odd Couple live from the TireRack.com studios. Did you know that Discover wants everyone to feel special? And that's why with your Discover card, you've got access to 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week customer service 
as well as $0 fraud liability. That means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations do apply. Rob G, some NFL owners mad with the 49ers. Tell us why. Yeah, this is one of the wilder stories to come out this week because people aren't really talking about it. ESPN's Seth Wickersham, friend of the show, wrote a column profiling Kyle Shanahan, most of it very positive, focused on how he's established himself. Where's the negative stuff about his losing? That's not in it there. It was not in there. So it was just Well, a- you know, it was talking about his redemption from that moment, Rob. So still positive light. And Rob he's don't like the- writing positive stuff. If I'm writing, I'm ripping, Chris. Yeah, that's just how that's it right. is. <laughs> so they, they're focusing on how he's established himself as a bright offensive mind. And buried right in the middle of the column, lost in the sauce of all the Kyle Shanahan love love and adoration. Seth Wickersham writes, quote, We know he, talking about Shanahan, can hire well and diverse. In fact, owners have complained to the league office about the sheer number of compensatory picks the Niners have received for serving as a pipeline for coaches and executives of color. Mm. Mm. So the NFL owners so hire minorities. are upset Thank that you. the Niners Chris? keep hiring minorities. Not just minorities. All you got to do is hire some minorities. Exactly. Racial minorities. And, and it, just for context, a few of the guys that they've had work for the Niners that were hired by Kyle Shannon and his staff that moved on, and as a result, the Niners got comp, comp picks for. Robert Sala, now the coach of the Jets. They got comp picks Pretty for that. Pretty good. They went to Mike the Super McDaniel Bowl with him. As a with the Dolphins. Player. Does Pretty Mike good. McDaniels count? Yes, he does. Okay. D'Amico Ryans, head coach now of the Texans. Pretty good. As well as Martin Mayhew to the Commanders. Got the general manager job there. Now, wait a minute. Martin Mayhew, mm-hmm. he was the general manager of the uh, Lions first. Yeah? I, I don't know. How did he get – okay. And Rand Carthen, who became the Titans GM. And you know the NFL has that rule that says if you have a minority hire – that then gets poached by another franchise, you receive compensatory picks as like a bonus for hiring a minority individual. I I don't know how teams can complain. Uh, This is what's set up. You know what it is. Uh, Anyway, you shouldn't have to have your arm twist anyway to hire minorities in a sport, Chris, that's almost 70% black. I, I, I mean, still, you shouldn't have to be t- or your no. own twisted, period. No, I, I agree. Any, but any I'm just saying, especially, life. it ain't like we're going and saying, hey, the National Hockey League needs to hire more black coaches. That You know what I mean? Like, Chris, we're not saying that. But in this case, opportunity, front office, all these other jobs, there's so many jobs in the NFL. And then they're going to bellyache now? I, I, I'm not buying it. No, I agree. I mean, look, it's he's not doing anything. First of all, first of all, they're obviously qualified. That's the first thing and the most important, right? Robert Sala, they went to the Super Bowl with him as their D.C., had a great defense. Now he's with the Jets. Obviously, the Jets are a pretty not bad organization, but, you know, we'll see what he does this year. If Rodgers but the defense is, is good. That's his job. Yeah, the defense, his defense was good. Um, and then D'Amico Ryans, I mean, come on, he might be coach of the year, right? So he was clearly qualified. So I, I think that's the thing is that Shanahan, you know, to his credit, is just identifying qualified people 
and not holding it against them because they're not white, which we know goes on in the league. Period, Rob. I mean, some of these teams are hiring, are, are overlooking candidates of color because they are not white. We, I mean, look, I, I don't know Eric Bieniemy. There were a, a, a good number of coaches of color who were hired in this last, you know, carousel, coaching carousel, right? This last cycle. So I don't know if we could say it's race with Bieniemy, but at least on paper, Rob, the dude is qualified. The Chiefs just brought him in to talk to their players. So obviously he's got respect to players and, and he can talk to players. So people are overlooking candidates who are of color even though they're qualified. And the Niners aren't doing that. And one, they're one of the best teams in the league, obviously. And um, two, you know, it's been a benefit for them. And I think if these other teams, rather than complaining about the Niners getting draft picks, why don't you stop discriminating and hire candidates who are qualified? Plain and simple. It's an, e- it's an easy fix. It's an yep. easy fix. But uh, And you'll get we- some picks to boot. Right. As we know, it may be an easy fix, but the chances of them doing it aren't always that strong. And and we've seen the uh we've seen what you have to do to get people to to just give equal equal opportunity. Nobody's even asking for a handout. That's what you're talking right. about an opportunity that you're giving other people. Oftentimes less qualified, Chris. Oftentimes yep. family members and nepotism and Andy Reid's kids are coaches, and and Bill Belichick's kids are yep, coaches. No doubt, and and all that. I when Rod Marinelli was in Detroit, Chris, even Shanahan he, wasn't he twenty eight as an offensive coordinator? Yep. Who was the he's other? Good, but he's the son of a, he, nepotism was at work. Nepotism was at work. That's the that's one of the biggest problems in the NFL, is that these owners will allow these guys. In yep. most companies, Chris, it's not allowed. It's just you can't even you can't hire your relatives. It's not allowed. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's crazy rampant. in the NFL. Yeah, it is rampant. And, 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 and I want to see. Period. And I want to see though, period. Chris. Seriously, show me the black coaches that have four of their family members on staff. Can you show me that? Because I don't think the owners would put up with it. You'd I have to show me that. One. Yeah, I, I can't think of. Seriously. One. Nah, it, it now look. You had, and I don't know if they worked together. I don't remember. Obviously, Bernie Bickerstaff's son, J.B., is the head coach of the Cavs. But J.B. did did pay his dues, too. He worked for other teams outside of his father. I'm not – I assume he probably worked for his dad at some point, but I don't – I'm not positive. But he was on other staffs in Houston as an assistant and things like that. So he paid his dues. But, um, yeah, I I mean, it just – come on. The last thing we want to hear is complaining from these other owners. Do you guys think these owners would be this upset about it if the Niners weren't so good at drafting late? Because you have Brock Purdy, obviously everyone knows that one. Uh, George Kittle and Dre Greenlaw and uh, uh, Hufanga, the all-pro safety who's hurt right now. Yes, thank you, Rob. They were all taken in the fifth round. And in fact, Hufanga and Greenlaw both were used or were taken with comp picks that were either taken with them or they used that pick to trade up and get those guys later in in the draft. So if they if they had taken nah, whatever, no, the Raiders wouldn't. draft choices who keep missing right. every year, would they be as upset about it? <laughs> no. 
I mean, if the Raiders were getting a bunch of comp picks, nobody would be complaining, right? Because right? they're not any good. Sorry, Rob G. It's okay. But, yeah, no. Nah, it, it, people only complain when you have success. It's as simple as that. All right, it's the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob. More coming your way, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, it's the Odd Couple live from the TireRack.com studios. Our Super Week coverage is presented by ExpressPros.com. Let Express Employment Professionals help hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Instead, move on up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location nearest you. That's ExpressPros.com. 
Rob.com. All right, Rob. Uh, we we broached this topic, and Rob G, you can join in too. Of there, the latest controversy surrounding Bronny James, Rob, just uh, at least on social media. And um, you know, he's a freshman at USC, and he's, you know, coming back obviously from the heart situation he had. Um, thankfully he's been healthy and no issues there. Um, he hasn't lit it up on the court. He's been okay. The team's not very good. Uh, in fact, they had, they're just coming off a streak where they lost uh, seven straight games or six straight. Stinker they just at won USC. one. Yeah, so they're not very good. And Bronny is uh, averaging five, six points, 5.9 points. Don't show 2.6 assists and, uh, assists and shooting 37% from the field. Um, but – the talk, I don't know what the plan is, but the talk is that, you know, he's going to come into the draft next year. Presumably, a team will draft him, a team that maybe LeBron will go and play for. I, we don't know what the plan is. This is a lot of speculation right. based on all the talk over the last few years. Um, and Austin Rivers, who whose dad, of course, was Doc Rivers, came out and said – and I like Austin. In fact, Rob G, we should get Austin on the show. Like he's We had him on the show before. Yeah, I like to get him again. We, don't sharp. you remember? Didn't we have, we had him on the show once? I am almost positive. Yeah, I like I like I think Austin's good. He's he's strong-minded. He says what he wants and um he says it well. But he he said based on his experience of playing for his father Doc, he would not want Bronny to play with LeBron. And he admitted, he said, look, LeBron's way better than than my dad was, than Doc was. And yet, and, and to be fair, Austin, now Austin didn't have a great pro career, but Austin was a higher, uh, he was more of a prospect, yeah, out prospect of college, than right, Brian. Yeah. yeah, he was a, out of high school, he was one of the top players in the country. And in college, you know, he was a top player at Duke. Um, and he said, even with that, he was discredited because he played for his dad. And everybody said, you're only on the team. You're only on in the league because of your dad. You're only playing, getting time you, uh, in right. the rotation because of your dad. And he said he doesn't wish that on Bronny. And I thought it was a fair comment. Um, I'll say this, and, Chris. Go right. ahead. Well, I, Steven Jackson say. criticized, uh, basically just told uh, – Austin shut up. He was gone. I got the quote. Something Difference is yeah, you're trash. Bronny's not. You can't compare to him. Oh, wow. Your daddy not yeah, I mean, LeBron. That's, ter- that's, that's terrible. terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, come, come on. If you're going to say terrible. something, just say it. Say something like that's, that's you know, have a legitimate that's argument. That's terrible. Yeah, don't yeah. just, that, just discredit the guy. He's that. talking about his experience, Chris. He, right. He has a right to, to voice what went on in his own career, and you just said it. Yep. Out of college, he had his own college career. But here's my point. Here's why I think it's tough, because even with Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr., Jr. was the star. Right. Totally Not different. senior. Totally Right, different. Chris? Junior was the star. Totally different. I think it's look, harder yeah. the other way. No doubt. I mean, look, there will be – if this happens – and look, LeBron can – I do think LeBron's a great dad. 
Uh, everything I see, I think he's a great dad. Here's what I hope in this situation. I hope he just does what's best for Bronny. I hope he doesn't make a decision based on what he wants and makes a decision based on what Bronny wants or even what's best for Bronny. That's, that's what I hope. And if, if Bronny really has as much a desire to play with his dad as LeBron has to play with Bronny, then more power to him. But if Bronny wants to stay in college, doesn't feel like he's ready yet, or wants to play on a different team, you know, like let that let his desires, you know, rule the day. Wouldn't you agree with that? One hundred percent. I'm I'm with you on that. I, I get it. It would be a nice feather in the cap and the family, Chris, and all that. I get it. But considering what he's been through, too, and is this the year to come out off of 5.9 points? Seriously. Like, that's – if Brody was having, like, okay, overcame Chris the heart situation and was balling out and USC was in the top ten, you know what I mean? Right. Where you would feel like, oh, oh no, this guy's going to be a lottery yeah. pick. It's totally different. It would be, oh, you this know, is exciting. There's two ways to look at it, Rob. One is, let's say he did – get drafted next year, even though he hadn't put up great numbers in college and ends up, you know, he, he ends up having a decent long, a long career just because he got the shot. There's that. Or you could look at the other way. What if he never really becomes a college star and never plays like a guy that would, you know what I mean? Look like a a first round draft pick. Then maybe he would not get in the league. Uh, So I, you know, it's, it's two ways to look at it. Uh, I, I just hope things work out for him because everything I've heard is he's a really good kid. So, all right, we the eye couple. We out. Peace. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place 
for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 